Hello there, everybody, and welcome to this latest episode of From Brussels to Berlin, Rue Pedersen's podcast about the intersection of German and European politics. Uh, my name is Simon Taylor, Associate Director in the Brussels office, and I'm talking to my good colleague, Hendrik Hagemann, the uh, managing partner of uh, Berlin. Um, Hendrik, we're going to talk about the election results from the federal state of Sachsen-Anhalt, uh, which took place uh, on Sunday just gone. Just give us a quick run through um, the results before we go into your analysis of, uh, of, of what they tell us about the and what they might tell us about the elections later this year. Yeah, very happy. So um, uh, the election in Sachsen-Anhalt. Uh, the CDU made an astonishing, to everybody's surprise, victory, uh, raising their results from 30 to 37%. Uh, the much talked about and anticipated wave of AFD, the populist right-wing slash neo-Nazi slash anti-Semitic party, which was expected to, to win the majority, the largest share in a state election, uh, just in parentheses came out with 20%. Greens at 5.9%, very low result, but I will talk about that later in the circumstances that states clearly it's not a stronghold from them. SPD at a, at a historically low 8.4%, so they're not even anymore in that state in the double digits. Traditionally strong uh, socialist left party uh, at 11%, they lost a third of their electorate, which is very remarkable. And the Liberal Party, even in the state which has per capita the lowest rate of Porsche owners and drivers, made a 6.4% result uh, uh, jumping over the threshold and quite likely being maybe in the next government. So these are the results. So tell us a little bit, because I don't think many of our listeners outside Germany will know very much about Sachsen-Anhalt. You mentioned the lowest number of Porsche drivers. It's one of the, um, the, the, the former states of East Germany. Tell us a little bit about it, size, wealth, um, previous voting, political history. Yeah, very happy. I mean, Sachsen-Anhalt is, it is, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a state which is a, in the, one of the, uh, the five ones in the former East. It doesn't have any big cities that will play later a role when we talk about um, the result from the Green Party. It has been hit astonishingly hard uh, by the by, by the results. You know, of uh, it used to be chemical production in hard industry around Bitterfeld, Halle area. Obviously, uh, the 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 effects of reunification have, have hit it massively hard. Um, and and it's it's I mean, but it's still a state with uh, with uh, two point two million inhabitants and and one point eight million uh, people who, who are eligible to vote. And another point I want to point out, um, two more points is that um, that these our state elections always are an indicator. I mean, we know what what it results to expect in the eastern or western states. So any kind of variations are very interesting, uh, and and I think they have massive implications also on the federal elections. And last but not least, for every one of our listeners, it's it's the state where the Bauhaus is. It has beautiful castles and parks, and the city of Magdeburg uh, having the, the famous cathedral. So it's always worth a travel, but it's surely not on 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 the on the on the top ten list of of areas to visit in Germany, which it might should. 
Okay. Now, in the previous um, podcast that we've done, we focused a lot on the greens. This is uh, not a great result for the greens, but but not a not a land where they do traditionally well. Um, I think on our last podcast, uh, Elmar Brook um, said that they're now a bourgeois party. Is that is that um, uh, is their result um, typical for um, a bourgeois party? If you accept that. Uh, in in a place like in a, in a in a land like um, Saxon and Alp. what do you make of it? Yes and no. I mean, and and I mean, and this this besides probably of the result from the CDU and the AfD is the key takeaway of that election. Um, the the five point nine percent are totally in line with what to expect in a state like this. I mean, the last election four years ago, um, actually five years ago, they they made five point five percent. However. Given the massive, massive um, uh, positive resonance on on federal level as on state level in, in earlier polls, just a few weeks ago, when the Greens made Annalena Baerbock their their their, their candidate for chancellery, there was kind of a hype in Germany going on, and that also reflected in Saxony-Anhalt. That has been met in the last few weeks by gaffes and mistakes by the Green Party, especially around the, the personality of Mrs. Baerbock. Um, also, and this is in this state, is a particular uh, thing. Um, the Greens are truly asking for a, for a hike in, in, the, in, the, in the price of gasoline. Saxony-Anhalt being a state where pretty much 80%, 90% of the people commute and need to commute with cars. Um, um, cer certainly, on also given um, the, 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 the poor or, or, or an income status of many people there, that, that, that as it was being reflected, has, uh, has, it, it has not helped the Greens, surely not. And the effect of a, you know, over, over the average victory there, helping them now in the hot summer phase, where we do not have any more federal, uh, state elections, um, could, can become a and that is what most most expert and me including say that this is the the start of the crumbling of the overall top uh, of the greens and to, and we we rather see you know lower poll results yeah i mean i think you said on previous occasions you never expected that 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 lead because the greens overtook the city you at one point and you and you said i think on previous podcasts you didn't expect that uh lead to hold and and, and you've seen that you, you talk about some of the mistakes made by the greens maybe maybe it's interesting to talk about this issue of the bonus payments which sounds very very strange uh, uh for those of us outside of germany maybe you could just explain that briefly Hendrik. yeah i mean both 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 issues uh, currently discussed with Mrs. Baerbock are one is, one is a bonus issue where she, um, as the leader of the Green Party, uh, together with the rest of the leadership, gave themselves uh, Christmas money bonuses, which they too late uh, um, uh, put forward to, to the office of the uh, President of Parliament, who's in response. It's, it's a technicality. There's nothing illegal about it. Certainly not. But given the moral extremely high ground, uh, the Green Party itself, and especially Mrs. Baerbock, in the last years and decades run, runs on, her enemies and the party's enemies obviously have picked that up. Uh, then the other issue, if, if I might, may complete that, is um, uh, mistakes in the, in, the, in the CV 
of Mrs. Baerbock, a, 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 a summer academy in the German Marshall Fund turned out to be not a fellowship. That all, that all is nothing in, 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 in some people's opinion, uh, which, which, you know, which make you, which disqualify you to become chancellor. But certainly it's not, uh, you know, the professional, um, given, given the size of the party machine, as surely many advisors around Mrs. Baerbock should do. And, uh, but everything got now off with the wrong foot. Maybe one, one comment, the Green Party tries to put this in, these are attacks uh, in a misogynistic uh, uh, narrative, you know, people are attacking her harder than they would have attacked Mr. Habeck. Um, that is probably true, that Mr. Habeck, also given his character, would have managed these easier away. But, um, I mean, we, we talk about the leadership and chancellorship of Europe's uh, largest uh, and most important nation. Um, so this uh, honeymoon is over. Now the real game has started, and it has started quite, quite bad for the Greens. And and you, the sort of the, so the issue of sort of competence, the fitness to govern, all of those issues that are coming to the fore now. Now we we we. Uh, I know you feel there's a, maybe a slight overemphasis on it, but um, um, from the outside, we're very interested in the, the fortunes of the RFD, the 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 the, um, the, the sort of the xenophobic, uh, quite far right wing party. Uh, a disappointing result for them in uh, I think what is is that is that the is Saxonhalt the land where they have the greatest support traditionally. Hendrik? It's not, it's not, no, that's Saxony, but these are only technicalities. Uh, all overall, and in, I mean, the, and, and, I, and I know, and, and we, we could tell it by, by many inquiries from friends and clients or so, that the reflection and the issue about the AFD and potentially taking the largest, the lead in Saxony Anhalt has met by massive uh, uh, reflection, especially by Anglo Saxon international media. As I said previously, in many, many of these podcasts, the AFD pretty much has outmaneuvered itself due to their, due to their terrible leadership uh, problems and, and infighting. And, 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 and I just want to announce something, and this is, and this is good. And also um, by their flirtations, especially in this, in Saxony Anhalt with neo-Nazism and blunt anti-Semitism, um, which shows that pretty much in the east of Germany, 20% and, in, and, on, and on national level, 9 to 10% are the maximum to reach. And, and this is out of the who will decide to become chancellor, who will form a coalition government. They are absolute parias if these, yeah. if the, if these two, two, two lines of, of uh, continue as they apparently do. So it's a force which is there. It's not nice. It's, it's, it's terrible, but it's not, nothing on the overall. I mean, it's nothing any, anybody, especially when they think about uh, engagement in Germany, which are the politicians I need to meet and so should bother about. Yeah. And, and let's not forget, I mean, the, the ruling, there's a ruling coalition in the, in the, in the land of, um, of um, CDU, uh, red and green, which do we know, is that likely to continue uh, after this election or? There are currently talks that the, that the ruling coalition, and that will be interesting to see. Um, and this is actually uh, another point I, I might have forgotten about the AFD. So the next ruling coalition will probably will contain of CDU, SPD, they have a one seat majority. 
maybe they get the liberals on board. The Greens have just said that they don't want to do it. What ha the only and now and, and this I think is is the most telling thing. How strong is this huge success of the CDU, which was very much yeah. unexpected by the Germans. I did, I did want to move on to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go on, but please. Yeah, exactly. So the surprise victory, and, and this is something we, we, we will talk in a minute about it, it's like how much tailwind does it bring for Laschet? Yeah. But, but talking about the AFD, what is true is that in the, in, the, in, the, in the lower ranks below the old prime minister, Professor Haseloff and the next prime minister, the, the CDU of Saxony-Anhalt was always flirting with potential coalitions with the AFD. Right. That would have posed, if that would have happened, if Haseloff would have been defeated and, 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 and like, like dreams of a major, like, like this taboo of coalition, of a coalition with the AFD would have been broken. That would have, that, that would have had a massive effect on the CDU uh, on federal level because what might be accepted in the East and in some parts of the East on federal, you know, Western German level, totally a taboo. It would have it would have cost them votes. Yeah, it would have cost them massively yeah. votes. Also, international right. esteem, and yeah, then, as you remember, a year ago was a little bit the problem we had with the CDU in Thuringia when, when for a few days, a liberal outsider was was elected to become prime minister. That had massive, massive effects on the CDU. And remember that Annegret Kramp-Karrenbauer lost her job as CDU leader and potential successor. So these elections in the East are always a danger. They are always a danger for the Western German CDU leaders. And with this mm. strong result um, and, 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 and keeping, keeping, keeping the AFD uh, goal, uh, uh, ghost in, in the closet, um, the CDU is well, well, well set in my analysis and Ruth Peterson's analysis for the federal elections, because the strongmen who, who run a conservative but anti-AFD line, by the way, matched by Governor Prime Minister Söder in Bavaria, who's also a keen, keen, keen enemy of the AFD, their strategy apparently pays off extremely well. Hmm. And um, the CDU, Mr. Rainer Hasselhoff, you mentioned there, he they put on seven percent, uh, seven percentage points in votes, uh, and I understand that some of the AFD uh, voters actually switched to the uh, to the CDU. Is that is that is that correct? That, but that that's a. Uh, so there's there's lots to suggest that maybe the AFD have peaked. Actually, not. I mean. Uh, do you think that's do you think that's right and and that um... yeah as as long as long as they don't come back to their old origins where they clearly were not neo Nazis and not anti semitic or they find a a populist leader for example like as the late Mr Haider was for the FPO in Austria they have they have pretty much reached their peak and that's it yeah and just just. Before we come back to the CDU and what it all means, uh, as you said, a very bad uh, result for the Die Linke, the left socialist party, which is the successor party of the old socialist unity party of, of, of East Germany, um, uh, really, um, really quite, a, I mean, as you say, down five percentage points, uh, almost a third of their of their previous vote levels. Um, uh, yeah. Really, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, both, both actually, um, left party and SPD yeah. again consecutively lose in eastern states, 
and 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 this has massive uh, implication and i think it's 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 a very very strong learning also indication for the federal elections the left party is in a terrible in uh, 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 leadership battle as well every every second day uh, 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 internal emails people uh, uh, foul mouthing each other um, there's currently a quarrel with the late leader mr lafontaine of it so the left party can actually be um, though it has a potential in germany which is could be at up to 15 percent was always handily in a 10% area. Right now on federal level, the left party is only at, at 6%, could even could even uh, lose the threshold. The same- Which is 5% the threshold for getting winning seats in the, in the, in the, in the national parliament, yeah. Exactly. The federal parliament, yeah. The SPD, not comparable at all because they're, they're, they're unified behind the candidate and very happy to elaborate on that one later. But the SPD is in a terrible, sorry state on federal level. Currently, it polls at around 14 to 14, between 16%. There was one poll where they were actually lower than the Liberal Party. That has happened, I looked it up last time in our elections in 1893. I mean, the same <laughs> same time when Labour overtook the you know Liberals in, in, in the UK. Um, this is, I mean, these are, these are interesting historical anecdotes where you can smile about, but uh, surely neither SPD nor left party are getting any grip right now uh, on mm. the federal level. The result in Saxony-Anhalt is rather terrible for both parties because these, this is a state where they should, you know, get, get, get uh, impact. And also, and I know that some of our listeners uh, have to assess this, the ghost of a potential green social democratic socialist government, which just a few weeks or months was uh, by calculation possible due to the strength of the of the Green Party. At, the at other, federal level or at state level? On federal level. Federal. And and that and that and that has would have been. I mean, this this I think is really really something for all listeners outside of Germany, uh, being there from the financial sector or other other areas to watch out. That that potential is has been is pretty much right now down to 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 two five to two percent um, due due to the strong weakness of SPD and 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 the socialist left party and the Greens now as I said earlier crumbling down and also losing their peak potential and I'm seeing them coming back. Okay, so coming back to the let's and and let's sort of finish on this um hendrik uh so a seven percentage point increase for mr hasselhoff um you predicted um that the cdu's fortunes would improve over the course of the year as you say no more federal no more state level elections um um and uh, that you know the, this is the last test so it's um looking good for mr laschet is that how you see it that's it. that's how i exactly see it and i as i remember in a very earlier podcast i was betting on mr laschet for the leadership of the cdu and you i were, certainly yeah. <laughs> and, and i and i continue to be saying that mr laschet will come slowly but but large and i and, and i i still uh, stay to my assessment that uh, mr Lushit, with a comparable to other successful cdu campaigns now slowly but steadily is moving up the ladder and and getting getting ahead of the green party 
I, with the wood peelers in Berlin and I don't see any, any indication how this overall positive trend, I mean, they're coming from a very low level at 26% is, is going to stop. The last, uh, uh, the last huge problem uh, he uh, he very very elegantly thanks to the victory of professor Haseloff, he uh, he maneuvered around last sunday there's no question in regard to his leadership there's no question in regard to his uh, chancellor candidacy the green party is making mistakes if we don't see by 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 a surprise huge mistake or scandal erupting over the time of the summer um, I don't see, honestly, any kind of development how, how the CDU can now mismanage to become uh, as, as the strongest and largest party. I predict right now a potential of around 30 to 33, maybe the good old 35 percent uh, coming ahead in, in the elections. And Laschet, Laschet's Akhil's heel always has been the East. He has, he has managed to maneuver through. Interestingly, his alliance with Friedrich Merz, who is a team player apparently right now and has and has rallied uh, the East. Uh, so, for example, Mr. Laschet is not is is not is rarely seen there on on, on rallies. Also, Mr. Söder played along and he also went uh, very very um, disciplined to Eastern Germany. So, if they do that strategy and continue with Merz and Söder to rally the Eastern voters, which are important for the CDU victory, uh, and, the, and the Greens don't get their grip up, I see uh, on the horizon a very, very high likelihood for a chancellery of Mr. Laschet and, uh, and the Greens being their coalition partner, but with a but with a with a strong delta, thirty-three versus eighteen percent, and that will be a stable government. The only uh, interesting now new development is look at the Liberal Party. They are rising in the polls. I mean, obviously eating away also many votes uh, from the CDU. That that can change the more the CDU gets grip. But if the Greens continue to fall and, and don't get their internal and, 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 and the scandals uh, controlled, and if to a certain point, I mean, you can always have, have this or that kind of problems with the CDU and it will not be enough percentage for the CDU and the Greens to form a government. You have a youngish, a blonde, uh, smiling, uh, uh, come back kid with Mr. Lindner, uh, the, the, the Porsche driving Liberal Party leader. Christian Lindner. Christian Lindner as, as, mm -hmm. as, as the number three, who very much likely would be part in a then functioning Jamaica government. Okay, great. Well, Hendrik, thank you very much for a magnificent uh, tour d'horizon, as we say in French. We haven't talked about Europe, but um, we'll have plenty of occasion to do that uh, in the future. We'll keep a good uh, close eye on the polls and see how things develop um, over the, what are we, the three months, basically? Yeah, 16 um, weeks around, yeah. Yeah. Um, until the elections. So thank you very much, Hendrik. And uh, to all our listeners on the podcast, um, thank you for listening. Uh, goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Simon, so much.